Gracious God, how we thank you so much for this opportunity. We pray right now that your Holy Spirit will be in the midst and that he will speak to us. In fact, we say, speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Talk to us. We need to hear a word from you. And we pray that you will bless us, that we will have confidence in the content, that we have clarity in conversation, courage to confront, and then a connection with your congregation. We ask that you would use this moment to bring a breakthrough, insight, to edify the body of Christ. And for those being under the authority of your word, that their life would be changed because they heard from you. Again, we say, speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. We pray this in the powerful, penetrating name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say it. Amen. Pretty Willie, also known as P-Dub, came out with a song entitled My Good Thing. Take a listen to a few of the lyrics. Even if you make a mistake and do the wrong thing I'll forgive you, I just believe that you and I are supposed to be together Hold on and don't let go Through everything that we done been through, we still stay together I just pray that we can make this thing last forever I do adore you so you know you can't ask for whatever Hold on and don't A few of the lyrics says these, these words. She got the best conversation. She looked good from head to toe. I think one day she just might be the future Willie Moe. She shopped at BB, BC, BG, and she flossed her Gucci frames. Got her own car and house. She ain't suffering for a thing. Plus, she got to church. She goes to church on Sunday, and she's finally getting saved, even though she was promiscuous back in her younger days. But I used to be the same way. I can't even fuss or fight. I just figure she'll stay with me if I keep the loving tight. The chorus goes like this. He says... I let you know that you are my good thing. Even if you make a mistake and do the wrong thing. Look out now. I'll forgive you. I'll just believe that you and I are supposed to be together. Hold on and don't let go. Through everything that we have been through, we still stay together. I just pray. We can make this last forever. I do adore you. As you know, you can ask for whatever. Hold on and don't let go. Most, if not all of us, crave for that special someone who accepts us as we are, flaws and all. 
We want somebody uh, who can be a treasure to us and we can be a treasure to them. Uh, We go to great lengths to find this treasure, uh, making bad choices on the way. Some man listening, hoping to hook up with their good thing. Uh, Ladies, how do you become that good thing? How do we have a relationship uh, that's not just existing, but it is exciting, enjoyable, and exhilarating until death do us part? Well, turn with me to Proverbs 18 and verse 22. And you'll find these words. And I want to read it uh, out of a few translations. The first one is King James Version, the New King James Version, uh, saying these words. He who finds a wife finds a, there's that word again, good thing, and attains favor from the Lord. Another version, the Christian uh, contemporary English version says it this way. A man's greatest treasure is his wife. She is a gift. Did I say a gift? She is a gift from the Lord. And then uh, the Passion Translation, which I've been liking uh, lately, says it this way. When a man finds a wife, he has found a treasure. For she is the gift of God. To bring him, watch the joy mm-hmm, and pleasure. But the one who divorces a good woman loses what is good from his house. The other verse says, to choose an adulteress is both, watch this, stupid right. and ungodly. Right. Uh, y'all, I want to put a tag on this text and borrow it from P-Dub and talk about my good thing. Marriage. It's good, God's idea. Uh, having created the world and all of its wonders and having put Adam, the crown of his creation, in the garden. God said everything was very good. But Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord God says it is not good for man to be alone. He said, I will make for him a helper who is just right for him. So God brought the animals to Adam to be named, and it was obvious to Adam that each animal that had had a companion, and Adam had no companion of his own. Uh, So he became aware of his needs, y'all. And so we have the first surgery that occurs uh, when God put Adam into a deep sleep, took from his side one of the ribs, and fashioned a woman suitable for him. He was the perfect helpmate. The woman God created was just for Adam, and she was what he needed and what he wanted. She was a compliment and not a competition to him. God married them, and paradise was perfected. Marriage is still God's idea. We can learn valuable principles about relationships in Proverbs. 
Blessed is the marriage in which the husband acknowledges God's goodness to him in giving him his wife. When a husband takes her for granted, he grieves both the Lord and her. He should love her and be loyal to her all, did I say all, all the days of his life. The book of Proverbs places on the husband the responsibility of guiding the home according to the wisdom of God. Y'all, when two people love the Lord and love each other, God can guide them and bless them. It's not a 50-50 arrangement because the two become one. Rather, it's a 100% devotion to the Lord and to each other. Relationships uh, can be either marvelous or miserable, amazing or awful. It just depends on the people involved and their commitment to God. Proverbs 18.22 gives us an affirmation of a marvelous marriage, and it commences with the man. Ladies, if you are single and hoping to mingle, what should you look for in a man? Men, if you're married, what type of man should you be according to God's standards to have a relationship that is rich, real, and refreshing. Well, the point, the first point uh, jumps out out of the text. Uh, and the first point is this. It is the faithfulness of the man. If a relationship is going to be successful, it will encompass the faithfulness of the man. Uh, his faithfulness needs to be in at least three areas. One, with his God, the Lord God Almighty. Two, with his girl, that's his companion, and then three, in his garden, which is equivalent to his work. Uh, to understand this point, we must utilize the law of first mention. Uh, so we need to peruse Genesis chapter 2, and we will notice that Adam, the first man, uh, had a personal relationship with the Lord God Almighty first. God talked to him, and he talked to God. God mentored and gave him instructions on how to live. He gives him a home and a job. That's the God. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. The book said that the Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and to watch over it. Verse 16. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden. Verse 17 says, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. This text is tailored to teach us that we should always spend time with God and take our cues from him. God must be our priority over everything and anything else. If a man loves and is loyal to the Lord, 
he will love and be loyal to his lady. Faithfulness to God is to be committed to him. It begins with the man's relationship with Jesus. Is he a follower of Jesus Christ? Yo, I did not say a churchgoer. Many people go to church, but they are not committed to Jesus Christ. They hear the word of God, but they don't obey the word of God. Coming to church is good, but commitment to God is better. Uh, He may be fine and can wine and dine you, but if he does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to follow Snoop and drop it like it's high, drop it like it's high. Uh, You need to let him go. Check out what God does for Adam. Watch this. First, God creates him, breathes into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. He gives him instructions on how to live. He placed the man in the Garden of Eden and to take care of it and for the man to look after it. In other words, you need to work and earn your keep. That's what God was really saying. And so Adam could not just live in the garden and do nothing. He was expected to keep things going. Ladies, mm mm-hmm. Ladies, uh, if he is not working or not trying to find employment, not taking care of things, if he is sitting on his behind while you do all the work, if he doesn't wash the clothes or wash the dishes, if he waits until you get home to cook dinner for him, uh, if he doesn't spend time with the kids or help with the children's schoolwork, spend more time with the fellas than with you, he's always messing up and don't clean up, does not contribute to making things better. Houston, we got a problem. I know some of y'all are on the tribe before you buy it plan, you know, living together. Uh, But if you are not married to him, maybe it is a sign for you not to marry him if he's doing these things. If you are thinking that it will change after marriage, remember, nothing, did I say nothing? Nothing is altered at the altar. Did you get that? What you see him doing now, you're going to get much more of the same kind. So don't be a fool. Be wise. Adam had a job. He was a contributor, not always a consumer. But notice the text. God gave him a job in the garden so that he would be prepared for his girl. That's his wife. Uh, The garden was practice for his girl. And what God did for him, he would do for his girl. Uh, What God did for the man, Adam, the man would do to his garden so that he could perform the same task uh, for his mate. Uh, Check it out. For a garden to be fruitful and healthy, you need to tend to it daily, water it properly, Uh talk to it, and keep the weeds out. 
what is true of a healthy garden is also true of a healthy relationship with your girlfriend or wife. Help me out, ladies. Uh, Tend to her daily. You can put something in the chat on that. Uh, Talk to her on a regular basis. Water her by meeting her emotional needs. Don't let the weeds of doubt and discouragement creep in. Uh, In his book, there's a book, uh, the book called His Needs, Her Needs. I advise every couple to get this book. Uh, In his book, His Needs, Her Needs, Willard Fowler gives five important emotional needs of a woman that a man has to meet. Uh, They are affection, intimate conversation, honesty and openness, trust that is, financial support, and family commitment. If they are not met, he runs the risk of her looking outside of the relationship to get her needs met. This is how weeds can slip into the marriage and the relationship. If he is faithful to God by receiving God's instruction, God will teach him through his word how to love her, to listen to her, to learn about her, and to live how to live with her. Watch. The man must also be not only faithful to his God, the Lord Jesus Christ, but he also needs to be faithful to his girl, his wife. Get his emotional needs met by her, not outside of the marriage to get his fix. Proverbs 5, 15 through 19 says this, drink water mm -hmm, from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Verse 16 says, watch this, why spill the water of your spring in the streets, having sex just with anyone? You should reserve it for yourself. Never share it with strangers. Watch this. Verse 18 said, let your wife be a fountain of blessings for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Verse 19, one of my favorite verses. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Y'all, this kind of man will recognize that God has graciously given his good thing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Faithfulness of the man. I, 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 I see something else in this verse. There's another idea uh, that is also the finding of the mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding a wife uh, that is true and faithful is not the same thing as finding a woman. Solomon uh, had no trouble finding women. Uh, his power, uh, his position, his good looks, personal charms, his wit and wisdom uh, made him attracted to women. Uh, he had no problem with women. He he collected a thousand women one way or another, 700 wives and 300 concubines. But it's wow. doubtful that he ever found the wife among them. Men, what should you look for 
in a wife. Ladies, uh, if you're married or desire a companion, what type of companion, what type of woman should you be? Uh, what type of person that you need to be in order for you to acquire God's blessing? Well, Proverbs makes both positive and negative statements about wives. Uh, Proverbs 19, verse 13 says this, A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping of a leaky roof. Uh, another translation says, A nagging wife will drive you crazy. Proverbs 21, 9 says, It is better to live in a rickety shack than to share a castle with a shabby, a rather a crabby wife. Uh, that's the negative portion. Uh, but there's a few other positive things. Uh, Proverbs 19:14, the next verse after said, You can inherit house and land from your parents, but a good wife mm -hmm, only comes as a gracious gift. From God. Proverbs 31 11 said, Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. What makes a good wife a good thing, a woman to be treasured? Well, we got to go back to the law of first mention, back to Genesis chapter 2. Yeah. In chapter 2, uh, it displays the first woman, Eve. Uh, her first connection is not with a man, but with her master. Verse 22 said that God fashioned her and brought her to the man. Y'all, she had a closeness to God first before she had a connection with her guy. Uh, before you connect with your guy, you ought to connect with God. Uh, if you connect with God, you will listen to what God has to say, no matter how you feel. And God will guide you to meet the emotional needs of your husband with joy. What are some of those needs? We'll follow saying this about the man's emotional needs. He said it entails sexual fulfillment, recreational companionship, physical attraction, domestic support. In other words, he needs some peace and quiet and adoration. Uh, this type of wife is sensitive uh, to the need of her man and will ask God to help her meet the needs with joy and not grudgingly. There is, watch the, the closeness to God, but there's also the chemistry with her guy. Uh, she shows an interest in him, accepts him for who he is and not what he does, supports him and remains true to herself. I'm not referring to sexual attraction, uh, but spiritual attraction. Now, sexual attraction may be in the picture, but it should not be the center of the portrait. Uh, sex, is, sex is like a dessert. In a full course meal, uh, you generally eat dessert after you have finished uh, the main course. Uh, 
after you have finished the main course. And in relationship, many of us, unfortunately, start off with the dessert instead of the main course. And we wonder why the relationship does not last. Could it be because you started with the dessert? Uh, my daddy said it this way, son, sex is the dessert in relationship, and it is better after you have had the main course, that is, the spirituality and the knowledge of knowing each other first. You cannot live on dessert alone. If you do, you'll gain unwanted weight, unweighted pounds, and get diseases because it's not designed to have first. Uh, intimacy before marriage can be devastating. Oh, but after marriage, oh, oh Lord, it can be celebrated. Uh, if you start a full course meal with dessert, you will spoil your appetite and have no desire for the main entree. So it is with relationship. If you start off with sex, it could spawn the main entree of getting to know the person and making an intelligent decision on the relationship. God's type of chemistry is being able to connect on every possible level, especially spiritual. It is knowing that you are understood and supported for who you are. It involves what I call the five A's, acceptance, attention, appreciation, approval, and affection. She does not conform to you while dating and then try to reform you after you're married. She is a helpmate. She helps make you better, not bitter. She helps to develop and not destroy I see something else in this text uh, that a woman can be treasured for. Uh, she can also, the text says, suggest that she communicates with godly wisdom. Mm. Y'all, she knows how to talk to her man. Uh, she tells the truth in love. Now, he may not agree with her, but he knows that she is speaking out of love. Uh, she communicates in a way that is palatable and not annoying. Uh, she does not raise her voice, complain, or curse him out. Uh, she does not try to out-talk him or to talk over him in private or in public. She seeks not to add fuel to the fire. Y'all, she utilizes Proverbs 15 and 1 and Ephesians 4.29, uh, doing creative discussions. That's another way of saying arguments. Uh, it says, verse uh, Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but a harsh word makes tempers flare up. Ephesians 4.29 says this, and we all have to work on it. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Out only what is helpful for building up according to the needs that it may benefit those who listen. Y'all, I wish I had time to explore uh, some more, uh, but tune in to the Bible study this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. for additional insight. You don't want to miss it. Uh, I better get, get back to the text. Uh, in this verse, I see uh, the faithfulness of the man 
I see the finding of the mate, but also I see <laughs> the favor of the master. What is the favor of God in a relationship? Does it mean you will never have a disagreement, never any difficulties, never any dumbfounded moments? Like, can feel like, what just happened? Uh, No, uh, the favor of God includes, watch this, his partnership. Y'all, marriage is not a duet. It's a trio. It is the picture of a triangle. This is my pool rack, but it's also a triangle right now. Uh, And so what happens with this triangle, uh, God is at the top of it. He's the head of the triangle, and he's the head of each other's life. And your mate and yourself are at the other corner, one here and one here. Watch this. The more you get closer to God, the closer you get to each other. I'm going to do it again. The more from here you get closer to God, that's here, you get closer to each other. Uh, Let me let that live for you. Uh, I remember a time when the queen and I was upset. Uh, She was upset with me. Uh, I don't remember why. Uh, she, She... she thinks that I was the corporate. I, I don't remember the situation at all. Uh, but I do know uh, it was a tough and turbulent time. Uh, and it was so bad that, you know, when we sleep in the bed, we face the opposite way. Uh, we go to the wall and it's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Y'all don't experience that. that. But we experienced that. And, and then the next morning, y'all, uh, we did not pray together. We prayed, but we just didn't pray together. Uh But we remember that when you cannot talk to the person about the problem, you can always talk to the Lord about the person. So I prayed to God about her and she prayed to God about me. The Lord became the mediator between the two of us. Uh, The Holy Spirit did the interpretation of what each other's intentions were. Y'all, by the time we got home, from work. We were like peaches and herbs. We were saying our quarrels were such a way of learning so much. I know now that I love you because I need your touch. Hey, hey, reunited. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good. Reunited because we understood there's one Perfect fit and sugar. Yes, Lord. This is it. We are both are so excited because we are reunited. Hey, hey. That's what would happen when he is at the head and you keep going to him. When times get tough, he will keep you together even when you don't want to go. Conversely, the further you get away from God, the further you get away from each other. Or if one is getting closer to God and the other is not, it can cause a division in the relationship. Uh, So the favor of God includes, one, his partnership, but it also includes his perks. Oh, yeah, he he, he got perks. Uh, uh, Airline uh, perks are Something that you get extra, uh, like a bonus or an unexpected upgrade. Uh, Matt, my son, um, 
received the unexpected perk uh, from American Airlines, the Advantage program. Uh, he was in L.A. traveling to Daytona Beach, Florida, uh, and he was assigned to coach seat on this particular flight. Uh, but y'all, uh, he missed the flight. However, since he was part of the Advantage program, watch this, y'all, he got an upgrade. He took the next flight out without being charged an extra fee, but this time he was sitting in first class. Uh, a larger seat, free drinks. Wait a minute. He missed his flight but still got blessed because of his affiliation with American Airlines. Look, uh, if you have the approval of the Almighty in your relationship, God will hook you up with his perks. He will revitalize your relationship and keep you from getting, keep your relationship from getting stale and stagnant. He will give you pleasure with your partner, make it marvelous and magnificent despite misunderstanding. He will make your situation splendid even when you slip up. You will be able to forgive each other's fault. God will bless you to enjoy each other without having to go anywhere. Bless you with a connection with your companion that cannot be cut off. He will load you up with benefits on a daily basis. That's Psalm 68, 19. So the favor of God includes God's partnership, his perks, and his permission. That is his approval for the relationship. You know that he has approved your relationship when you recognize that you are a gift, a grace gift from God to each other. He gives you permission when you follow his instruction. When you experience his permission, you will see him guiding you to the right person. When you have his permission, he will also guard you from the wrong person. But you must pay attention to the indicator lights. Indicator lights. I wish I had time to tell you about that, but I don't come back Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. But plus, he will govern your behavior in both situations. So he will guide you to the right person and keep you from the wrong person. God approves relationships if you take cues from him. Uh, and how is your relationship? Are you taking advantage, advice from him? If you don't want to live with regret, then I suggest that you look, if you're a man, be the faithfulness of the man. If you want a real relationship, be that good thing, that woman who is close to God, that woman has the chemistry with his guy, with her guy, and that she communicates godly wisdom and then you'll receive favor favor to be partner with God experience his perks and you get his permission let's pray gracious God how we thank you so much mm, for who you are thank you for you're the one the matchmaker who bring us together we pray that you would touch us, 
that you would touch marriages, relationships, and that if they're not listening to you, that they would turn around and hear from you and that you would reconcile relationships, that you would give forgiveness in the family and that you would bring them back together. Touch somebody who's even thinking right now to get a divorce and that you would touch them to say, hey, I need to hear from you. And if they hear from you, you will guide them through every gloom that they have and you will mend their relationships. And then that person who's looking for that mate, help them have first a relationship with you first and listen to you. Warning signs that they pay attention to. Lord, we pray that we could get your favor and that we can have and experience our good thing. In the strong and perfect name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.